The Louisville football program is hosting a big-time transfer target this upcoming weekend. We'll talk about everything you need to know and more on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in. What's going on, everyone? This is the Locked On Louisville podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Uh, I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to thank you personally for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. As I alluded to in the opener, the Louisville football program is hosting a big-time transfer target this upcoming weekend in Arizona State's defensive lineman, Jermaine Lallet. We will talk about what he could bring to the Cardinals program. We will also discuss the uh, departures of TJ Lewis and Tim Lawson and what that means for the team next season. And then to conclude the show, we will discuss what Alana Smith's departure means for the Louisville women's basketball team in the 2022-23 campaign. But we'll start out with the big transfer recruiting news. The Cardinals are heavily involved in the transfer recruitment of Arizona State interior defensive lineman Jermaine Lolay. Lolay is one of the best defensive players in college football to have hit the transfer portal this cycle going into this past season, before he suffered a season-ending triceps injury in the preseason, he was ranked by Pro Football Focus as the 24th best defensive player overall in college football and the second best interior defensive lineman. Um, the Cardinals, however, do have heavy competition for the services of the big interior defensive lineman uh, from California. He will visit the Cardinals first this upcoming weekend, beginning on Friday. Next weekend, will be down in Gainesville at Florida. May 27th is Texas Tech, and June 3rd is with the Oregon Ducks. Uh, Jermaine Lolay, 6'2", 305-pound defensive lineman, has played uh, snaps in the on the interior and also out on the edge. Um, three seasons of work for him in... Um, in the Arizona State program, the Long Beach, California native uh, played you know, pretty pretty solid snaps in the, in his first year in 2018. Had 27 tackles. 2019 is where he really busted onto the scene. Uh, 71 tackles, six and a half sacks. Uh, 2020 only appeared in four games in the shortened campaign for Arizona State. 24 tackles, uh, 17 of those being solos, and one and a half sacks along with a, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery missed this past season due to injury um, ultimately opts to come back and then enters the transfer portal there has been talk that USC is going to be a, a team that um, you know, is going to be hard to beat in this recruitment and obviously for many reasons number one the uh, the, the California connection with um, you know Lole being from Long Beach California USC in the area it's hard to you know beat that appeal you know the the proximity to home you know the ultimate um you know solid weather of los angeles you know so on and so forth there's a lot of things that um you can um you know make the pitch for 
if you are the USC Trojans. Lincoln Riley has inserted a lot of um, you know just overall juice into that program. We see with the possible recruitment of Jordan Addison, um, you know that is possibly transferring from the University of Pittsburgh. Entered his name into the transfer portal. You know USC is up there with anyone in terms of competing with NIL deals and stuff like that. This is where Louisville's going to you know get put to the test as well. And, you know, just for a, a handful of reasons, this makes sense if Lole was to stay on the West Coast and, and go to a place like USC, uh, go to a place like Oregon. But with the inclusion of Texas Tech, Florida, and, of course, the Louisville Cardinals, it shows that Lole maybe not necessarily um, factoring too much of a geographical, um, you know, situation or geographical factor into this equation. So... I think that for the Cardinals, this is pretty pretty self-explanatory. Um, he fits the number one need for the Cardinals because when you look at what the program addressed in the offseason, now, you know, I'm not using this as a slight to Coach Scott Satterfield or any of the rest of the coaching staff because they I feel like they really addressed um, you know, a lot of the needs through the transfer portal. They added a dynamic running back. They had some attrition at the wide receiver position, but they added a handful of solid guys in that regard. Offensive lineman wise, had a lot of guys returning. Defense is where the questions um, arose, and um, you know they went out almost immediately. Got Muhammad Sanogo from Mississippi, um, MJ Griffith from uh, Temple, um, both a linebacker and safety respectively. So. You know, you fill the void of a player like C.J. Avery, and then you fill the void of a player like Quinterio Cole in the Louisville Cardinals defensive backfield. And then you just kind of added to the overall depth, overhauled the uh, secondary numbers with the loss of, um, you know, Kenai Walker and Greedy Vance on top of the the players that um, you ultimately graduated. I thought that the main number one uh, position that needed to be filled was obviously the secondary, both the cornerback and safety position. They went out and they added some more players in the recruiting class in the Flyville 21 recruiting class, like Jeremiah Caldwell, you know, so on and so forth. But also a a slew of um, defensive backs in the transfer portal. Um, you know, Quincy Riley from Middle Tennessee State, Jarvis Brownlee Jr. from Florida State, um, Nicario Harper uh, from the FCS level. You also have guys like um, like uh, um, Jay Williams uh, from USC, Jalen Alex- Jalen Alexander from Duke. So, and, and I'm, I might be missing one or two as well. So, but but you see you see what I'm saying. The remaining need, in my opinion, comes in the form of the interior defensive line. I don't think that this interior defensive line was all that great in the 2021 campaign, and. Let's face it, there wasn't a lot of turnover, um, you know, coming into this, um, you know, spring season. And we're, we're in the instance now to where it's a lot of continuity at the same position. Obviously, you are banking on some player development. You hope that, uh, you know, Caleb Banks is able to take the next step. Uh, right now, it looks like, you know, Des Tell, Caleb Banks, Henry Bryant. Um, you know, so on and so forth. There are a handful of guys that are looking to leave their mark on the interior defensive line. But at this point, with the possible switch in in, in a base formation for the Louisville Cardinals defense, I think that having a player as valuable as Jermaine Lole, both 
on the inside, but also can you know step outside and, and rush the passer and, and be proficient at both. I think that that is something that is extremely valuable. Played both a 4-3 and a 3-4 certain times in his career as a Sun Devil. And I think that you know you have the versatility, but you also get a clear upgrade at the number one position of need. At 6'2", 305 pounds, he is an immediate disruptor that you can plug in to your two deep and um, you know become an immediate starter. Um, I, I don't want to jump the gun here, but I do think that you know Jermaine Lole could project as a um, you know a day uh, probably a day two uh, NFL draft prospect just because there's only what 32 guys that go day one. So I, I think it's safe to say that with a solid season of work. We see the consistency. There really hasn't been one season where he's you know truly struggled. He's looked very very solid on the inside and the outside. You know both um, you know helping in in the rushing defense, but also being able to get after the passer. I think that this is a match made in heaven for the Louisville Cardinals defense because they need a guy on the interior that can create some disruption. I'm not saying that they don't already have some disruptors on the current roster. And, and sitting in, in the wings waiting to uh, leave their mark. But um, at the end of the day, I can't think of really one reason why this would be a uh, less than a home run type of addition for the Louisville Cardinals defense. Um, you know, not only do you have the instant impact, but you also, you, you can't underestimate, um, you know, a impact level defensive lineman. Because I think that when you talk about Jermaine Lole, Yes, he would come in and be great on the interior, but what people might not also think about is how much pressure he takes off of guys like Yaya Diaby, like Ashton Gelati, who are primed for very, very solid seasons this upcoming year. So having a guy on the interior that sometimes has to get double teamed, that you know can step on the outside if you have some injuries, but mainly can play on the inside and be an immediate disruptor, both in the rushing attack and in the passing game, it's, it's a no-brainer for me. And I think that, um, you know, for Lole, you know, Louisville, maybe not necessarily, um, you know, up there as like Alabama or LSU or Ohio State in terms of getting guys to the league. But they've shown over the past 10 to 15 years, although they are not a blue blood of college football, they have never been to a college football playoff. They do a great job of developing talent historically and getting those guys to the NFL. So I think that the, um, you know, the Louisville to the NFL pipeline pedigree speaks for itself. And he would uh, you know, pretty much come in and, and have a starting spot uh, right away. And, um, you know, who knows what Louisville would be able to accomplish next season by getting a player of his caliber. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the visit goes this upcoming weekend for a low lay. We will talk about um, any type of rumblings that we hear. Um, but before we, um, you know, shut the door, shut the door on, um, you know, football recruiting for the episode uh, or football transfer portal, I should say, before the end of the episode, we'll talk about uh, TJ Lewis and Tim Lawson entering the transfer portal recently over the past couple weeks for the Cardinals and what those two departures mean collectively for the Louisville program next season. We will do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. Summer is quickly approaching, and with summer, you're going to need some new food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on your family vacation. You can throw them in your bags, your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so that you are fueled for your summer adventures. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can not only eat healthy, 
but you can also have some good taste while doing so. Um, if that's not enough for you, um, flavor-wise, you might want to try the new Mix Box. Uh, the Mix Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Um, if you haven't heard of the puffs, they are um, pretty much changing the game. There are so many uh, crazy flavors. They are protein-infused marshmallows. Do yourself a favor. Go to Built.com. Right now, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, that's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Com. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and uh, Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So as I mentioned, Tim Lawson, TJ Lewis, both entering the transfer portal recently um, for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, you know, in terms of what this means, not only from an individual standpoint in terms of the position wise, but also from a collective sense. No disrespect to either one of these players. Uh, we thank them for their contributions to the program, and we wish them wish them the very very best of luck in their future endeavors. Um, but like I said, no disrespect. The, the departures probably are two that might not necessarily surprise a lot of people. Um, maybe one of those when you look at it, it's like, okay, I, I get it. It makes sense. So there's not a ton of um, you know immediate ramifications for the team. If anything, it just uh, makes it to where you know the Cardinals need to address the depth aspect of it. TJ Lewis, uh, for starters, came into... This program, uh, a member of the Flyville 21 class as the lone quarterback in the class, um, an athlete from Brunswick, Georgia, 6'4", 186 pounds. Many universities across the country recruited him as an athlete to play wide receiver. Louisville gave him the opportunity as uh, as a quarterback. Um, the former three-star prospect came to the Cardinals program and by the Fall camp in the very first game of the season was practicing with the wide receivers, ranked just outside of the top 1,000 as it, um, you know, as he was ranked in the 2021 class. This is a an interesting thing for for Lewis. Uh, I think he just got an offer from Georgia Southern, who, who it's a program that the Cardinals have you know gone to you know to reinforce their defense. Guys like Kendrick Duncan Jr. Also, you know you have Shy Wirtz as well. Um, but T.J. Lewis, it, it seems like the writing was on the wall, quarterback wise. Uh, wasn't necessarily going to get a lot of um, look, a lot of looks at quarterback, and even in a an, even in a depleted. Louisville quarterback room, T.J. Lewis wasn't able to um, get into the top three in terms of the depth chart. So ends up going to wide receiver. Did not appear in a single game for the Cardinals this past fall um, at wide receiver. Obviously, it was kind of log jammed for uh, minutes and for snaps. And at the end of the day, wasn't able to um, really carve out a role. I wonder if this is a move for not only playing time wherever he can get it, but also maybe go to a program, um, you know, a – um, a group of five program or maybe even one kind of um, 
I wouldn't say at the FCS level, more along the lines of a, a mid-major to possibly, you know, get a opportunity to be a starting quarterback and, and develop and, and play a lot of snaps. I, I wonder what um, he's looking to pursue position-wise um, at his next stop, but we wish TJ the best of luck. Tim Lawson, kind of in the same boat as, as TJ Lewis, came to the Cardinals program in the previous recruiting class in the uh, Flyville 2020 class, committed back in the summer of 2019, ranked as the 681st best player in the 2020 class, 6'5 offensive lineman from Fort Washington, Maryland, chose the Cardinals over a handful of programs such as uh, NC State, um, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, the very, very beginning of May decided to transfer two years with the program like TJ Lewis did not see any playing time. So, um, did not appear in a single game. I do not believe if I'm incorrect on that, please forgive me. Um, but not being able to crack the two deep for this offensive line. It, it's one of those things to where I get it. Um, the Cardinals have, you know, had guys come back. You have um, you know Caleb Chandler back, getting the addition of Brian Hudson in the transfer portal. Um, you know Renato Brown stepping up and playing um, some significant snaps. Adonis Boone at the other you know at that tackle spot as well, or I'm sorry at, at the guard or tackle spot as well. Uh, and then on the other side, you have a player like Michael Gonzalez who probably could slide over and maybe be the future left tackle for the Cardinals, uh, but also can. You'll be versatile and play guard. So, excuse me. So, I think that this is another one of those situations where it's like, I get it. Unfortunately, it sucks. You never want to lose a player, um, you know, out of the program, regardless of how much playing time they get. Uh, we do wish Tim the best of luck. I do think that he has the, um, you know, the talent and the tools to be a very, very solid uh, offensive lineman um, at a place to where, you know, he gets some, um, you know, some solid. Uh, playing time in terms of, you know, maybe he looks to transfer to another Power 5 school, maybe a lower-level Power 5 school to where he's going to get some time or at least compete in the two deep, or maybe he goes to a mid-major and is able to secure a, a starting spot right away. Regardless, the departures of TJ Lewis and Tim Lawson suck in in the sense of, you know, you're, you're losing two recruits that maybe didn't necessarily pan out. But at the end of the day, you have to bring in players that are going to help you win uh, football games, both those players, I think the writing was on the wall with neither of them having logged a single snap for the Louisville Cardinals over their respective uh, time here at you know um, here at Louisville in the Derby City. So it, it is what it is. It does open up two scholarships, however, to address the team in any way. I wonder how Scott Satterfield is going to utilize those two scholarships. But um, we will continue to talk about that news whenever we get it. But for the remainder of the show, it is all about women's basketball, where Alana Smith entered the transfer portal uh, a couple weeks ago and has recently committed to Sam Purcell's Mississippi State Bulldogs. We'll talk about what that departure means for the Cardinals team next season after we talk about our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to store all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer 
choosing the only brand their, their warehouse happens to carry. When you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, it allows you to save time and money. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Their website is easy to use and able to help you find the solution to all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. For the final segment of the show, we're going to dedicate it to the women's basketball side of things. Alana Smith announced in season that she would be returning to the um, team uh, for the 2022-23 campaign and utilizing her. Um, you know, utilizing a COVID year uh, that she was granted just like every other women's basketball student athlete and every other student athlete uh, on, on top of that. Um, and that, that kind of came along the lines of uh, the same time frame as Mikasa Robinson, Liz Dixon, all three of them within a calendar week announced that they would be returning next season. Alana Smith, however, over the past couple of weeks announced that she was going to enter the transfer portal and on um, I'm sorry, Tuesday evening uh, announced that she would be committing to Mississippi state and Sam Purcell, which shout out to Purcell. Um, I hope that Alana is able to get some solid playing time. I think that the writing was kind of on the wall here. Um, Alana in her two seasons uh, with the university of Louisville, uh, really didn't necessarily play a huge, huge role. Uh, averaged 12.1 minutes per game this past season, 10 and a half the season before after um, transferred the Cardinals after a year with uh, the UCLA Bruins. Um, averaged two and a half points per game in 2020. And then this past season, 4.3 points per game. Most known for her defensive abilities. I, I think that this is a move that, it kind of comes as a shock because it's like, oh, you lose a solid depth piece. But when you kind of look more into it, it's like, okay, well, you know, she has the ability to go elsewhere and not sit out and be able to play, you know, more minutes with the additions of Chris Lynn Carr from Syracuse, Morgan Jones from Florida State. It seems like Louisville's backcourt is all but solidified in terms of these starting five for next season uh, or the starting backcourt. I, I don't know that the starting five is really. Uh, solidified yet i think that th four out of the five pieces are set but um still kind of waiting on that power forward position but uh car haley van lith and morgan jones are almost all but certain going to be the starting three guards in the rotation for the global cardinals and then you have uh peyton verholst um narika kono mikasa robinson um you know coming off the bench so and also maybe um, some of the freshmen that are, are coming into this year's class. So, I mean, it sucks because I I, I do think that when Alana Smith came into the game for Louisville in her, in, in her um, limited amount of uh, nightly action, I, I loved the defensive intensity. I thought that she did a solid job of creating her own offense, especially three-point shooting. So it, it is a, a depth rotational piece that you do have to replace because Alana Smith, I think, brings uh, some great energy off the bench. Is this an instance to where Narika Kono gets more minutes? Maybe Peyton Verholst slides into that role and sees a little bit of uptick in production over the next season? Or is it a freshman that comes in and, and gets some minutes like a Ziana Walker, um, you know, Jalen Brown, you know, so on and so forth. I, I'm interested to see 
Um, you know, Jeff Walls has a, a spot to work with in terms of the transfer portal. I know that this team is not done adding to next year's team. Um, it's probably going to be an instance to where you see the interior and and the uh, the post get more um, or get 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 another addition where you get a post player, uh, a tall defender, uh, something along that something along those lines in, in that ballpark. So it is what it is. It's not a loss or a departure that's going to separate you from making the final four and that's no disrespect to Alana. Um, you're replacing essentially 12 minutes of action four and a half uh, points per game respectively I do think that Peyton Verholz can slide over into that role and see a, a little bit you know bigger of a role and uh, possibly we see uh, one of the freshmen slide into that role as well so um, it, it sucks in the sense of losing a player that's been here for the past couple seasons that's um, helped this program in a handful of different ways on the court. Um, through solid offense, um, unselfishness on the offensive end, and very, very good defensive tenacity on that end of the court. So the loss in itself, you know, looking at it, it may be a little bit of a shock, but um, at the end of the day, it, it really shouldn't surprise anyone, and it's something that I do think Louisville can, um, you know, fully replace in terms of production. But, um, hey, thanks again for making Locked on Louisville your first listen every day. Do yourself a favor, go check out go check out the Locked On ACC show five days a week for thirty minutes of uh, conference, um, you know, talk and debates and stuff like that all across. If you want to learn more about the Cardinals from an outside perspective, or uh, you know, about some of the um, in conference opponents, no better way to check that out and Locked On ACC. But hey, that's gonna wrap up this. Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day and we will see you right back here tomorrow.